Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Sorriro, and I have the pleasure today on iHeartRadio to have a very, very talented author. His name, ladies and gentlemen, is John Ricks. Let me spell it for you. R-I-C-K-S. He has written many, many wonderful uh, books. We're going to talk about all of them. And his most recent one is called The Making of God. Epic Adventures Book One. This is really a beautiful, beautiful book that I invite all of you to read. But also, it has a unique genre, unique style, and we're going to talk about all also uh, the beautiful life of Mr. John Ricks. Right now, over the phone is John Ricks. John, how are you today? I'm doing well, David. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really, really appreciate it. So, first of all, please tell us. Where are you from, and where did you grow up? Well, I, I grew up all over the place. I uh, moved 13 times before I finished middle school, so I've been all over the country. Um, I was born in Washington State, Longview, Washington, and I lived there two and a half weeks before I moved to Ohio. So I've been all over. I grew up pretty much everywhere. And And, and indeed, I think the fact that you grew up in so many uh, different places, perhaps, you know, created your imagination a little bit uh, uh, broader than someone who grew up only in the same place. So what, what made you become uh, an author? How did it happen? Well, actually, I started writing a long time ago, and I did an essay for English comp in high school that did really well, my teacher really loved. And because of the praises from my teachers, uh, it really pushed me forward to write more. So I wrote little short stories here and there and things for when I was in the Navy. And every place I have ever been, David, every place I've ever been, no matter what kind of job I have, it always ends up to where I'm writing. So I've made my career out of writing. Now I'm a technical writer in the semiconductor and uh, R&D industry. And on the side, I write science fiction and fantasy books. And, and yeah, actually, that, that led perfectly to my next question is, how would you uh, define the genre of books that you write? Is it uh, science fiction books? Like, how would you define it? Well, I write all my books with my own morality and my own, my own style. I, I, I like to write science fiction, and I love to write fantasy, but I always write all my books so that a 10-year-old and higher can read them, or a really talented 9-year-old, uh, and all of them without cuss words, because I don't believe in using that kind of stuff. If you can't write without it, there's something wrong with you, in my opinion, at least. And without graphic violence or graphic sex, but a whole lot of action, a whole lot of things being done in the book to keep the uh, person reading it interested. So it's kind of like almost Christian, but without the Christianity. I always write about some kind of God or some of some sort in there because there in my books are many types of gods. And talking about it, you really, um, you are very creative also in terms of the visuals. You know, usually uh, authors, you know, the last thing they think about is the visual of the book, you know, the cover. Uh, and I must say, yours are really, really, you know, I, I wish it could even be a movie so I could uh, watch it because it's really, really appealing. It has all these fantasy uh, colors. So I invite everyone to go on Amazon 
and uh, of course purchase the books of John Riggs. Uh, there is also a Kindle edition. They have all the the the, the format, including the hardcover. Um, how do you work on your visuals, and and what is the process of designing them usually? For the cover, um, most of that is uh, done by I. After I've written the book, I pick something out of the book that I really like the whole lot and think will make a good visual, and then I talk with the artist who does the cover. And they send me a black and white of their draw up, and then we mark it up and determine whether or not we like this or like that. And then it goes back to them, and the process is it goes back and forth until we decide on something. And then he does a color, and then we decide on that, and then we, we make the book cover out of that. For any visuals that I have inside, that's just straight off the top of my head, usually done in you know the Microsoft Office products. Why, well, indeed, you you you're very attention to all these uh, these details. How is it, by the way? Never asked that question, but how how it can be maybe frustrating for an author that your whole book almost is uh, represented in a single image. Sometimes it's like um, years and years of work or research and 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 many things. And I, I'm always. Um, uh, concerned about how authors must feel, you know, something for an album um, of music, but uh, how, how does it represent for you? If I, if I understand your question correctly, David, um, the research for these books, the, a book that's like this one that's about three quarters of an inch thick has probably, if you wrote, put documentation off the software and onto pieces of paper, would probably be about two feet high. The, there's a lot of research goes into every book to make sure that you get everything correct. For my science fiction books, which talk about teleporting, for instance, I actually went and talked to a bunch of top scientists that I know, and we sat down and figured out a way that it could actually someday work once we had the technology. You got to figure out when you're writing a book especially something that might possibly happen someday in, in science fiction, how it could actually work and then make that become interesting. In fantasy, you can pretty much write anything you want because anything's possible in fantasy. It is also very interesting also for an author. Do you believe that there is, uh, I would say, a specific way of writing um, science fiction? Because... You know, you, you have all this teleportation that you said, all the things going in space, so you have to make the thing very credible and to engage the audience so that they can picture it, you know, in their head. Uh, do you think there is, like, really a specific genre of writing? Um, my style of writing is to, to write where most pe the way most people talk, uh, at least where I'm from, uh, the places I've been. So it's not, I don't get into a whole lot of prose and stuff and, and, and talk about how beautiful the night sky is or any of that kind of stuff. I might say it's nighttime and there's no clouds in the sky, but I didn't let people's own imaginations take over from there. I don't like long, drawn-out explanations of things. Uh, my books prefer to go straight to the point and, and get the reader right into what the action is. Um, in, in writing a book like this, it's pretty much you just start from the end and write back to the beginning. You figure out what you want the outcome to be, and then you figure out 
ways that people wouldn't think of to get to that outcome. Um, so you start with a beginning, an ending, and then fill in the middle. Wow, that's really, really beautiful. Um, so what, um, what, what, where would you like your books to go? Like, are you one of these authors that you would love your book to become, you know, a TV series or to become a movie, to be adapted, uh, to become a movie? Is that also what you, what, what you like? Because I'm seeing a big potential that any producer who is listening to the show really needs to go to read your, your, your books. Let's talk about, uh, the books individually. So you have Making of a God, which is the most recent one. Then you had uh, Colossus, uh, Freddie Anderson's Chronicles, book three. You have Freddie Anderson's Home, book one. You have Sword and Sorcery, uh, short stories, book one. Earthship Protectress, book two in the Freddie Anderson Chronicles, and I'm sure uh, many others. Um, is it important for you to have always the book one, book two, you know, like uh, part one, part two? Um, not really. I, I just happen to have different stories, and I'd like to put them all in chronological order. So, for instance, with Making of a God, that's the first in the series, but I also have Making of a Goddess, which is at the editors at this time, and that would come out hopefully sometime this year. And then I have Making of an Over-God, and then I have Making of a True God, and then I have Making of an Ancient God, there's different types of levels of gods in this particular world system. So I, I have 16 more books that I need to publish. It's just I don't have the money to publish them, and I've got to take my time and publish them one at a time. So I have lots of books to do, and I, I like doing them. I just love to write. It, it's like you get come home from work, you sit down at the computer, and you start writing in your book, and then you look up at three o'clock in the morning and wonder why it's dark outside. That's just the way I write. Yeah, that 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 is absolutely. Um, uh, you, you know, it, it breaks my heart in a way when you say uh, that you need to find money to publish the next book because your books must be up there, your stories must be up there. You know, and I hope anyone who is listening would definitely reach out to you and uh, sponsor, publish, uh, co-produce, cut it the way you want your, your, your next ideas because I don't want one story of yours that is not put on paper and to be shared with the rest of the world. We, we, want, we want more. Uh, so you joined the Navy. Um, can you tell us about that experience in the Navy and perhaps how did it influence your, your writing? Well, I joined the Navy at Treasure Island, California area, and I went into electronics uh, as an electronic technician for the Navy, and I spent, well, I was on seven different ships in very numerous shore duties, but I spent 24 years in the Navy and uh, made the second to highest grade in the enlisted ranks. Uh, I enjoyed the Navy greatly, and it was a good place for me to get my first degree and which was in liberal arts, so it wasn't that hard to get in the first place. But I, they, the Navy provided me with courses. Anything I wanted to take, they would make sure that I got it. So it was easy to get a degree while I was in the Navy. And I traveled around and talked to a lot of people. I like to fish. 
I'm a fisherman as well as other things. But so when I go to Japan, I went fishing. When I went to Singapore, I went fishing. When I went down to the south of Africa, I went fishing. I go fishing almost every place. And when you do that, you talk to a lot of people to find out where the best fishing is. You sit down and listen to all their fishing stories and all the great things that they tell you and all the uh, ghost stories and everything that they tell you. And you tell a few of your own. And you just have a blast talking and telling tall tales to everybody. And I have met so many people doing that and heard so many wonderful tales that no one else knows about. that It is just amazing what, what people come up with out there. And I just enjoyed my time in the Navy tremendously. And something else that is um, that, that is also interesting because you you traveled a lot, you you went through the whole world, and you also received a degree in liberal arts. Can you tell us about it? Uh, my degree in liberal arts come from various different universities, but the actual degree comes from New York. Um, and then after that, I got a degree in management and various other things because. I needed to get degrees and stuff or get knowledge on stuff that would help me write my books. So if I come across a block and I couldn't write on that an issue or a situation because I didn't know enough, I went to the university and took classes. That's the best way to get the knowledge. Then I knew where to research to find the information I needed after those classes to, to actually put the right information in my books. So. Liberal arts was just the first of, of several degrees, and it's it's been a, a good time. I love to study. I love, and you'll find read that in most of my books, studying and studying about books. And I love libraries, and it's just a way of life. And it like is a, a beautiful way of life, and that life is definitely enhanced when we read your your wonderful book. I have over the phone. The wonderful author, John Ricks, R-I-C-K-S. Uh, you can purchase his books on the Kindle edition, but also hardcover and paperback edition on Amazon. We say hello to our dear friends at Amazon. So um, can you tell me about um, this book, Sword and Sorcery? Well, Sword and Sorcery is a bunch of short stories that I put together based on Dungeons and Dragons type of things. Um, I, I play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. We've been playing for over 30 years, and we have a lot of little things that happen here and there. And I, I just put a bunch of little things or ideas about sword and sorcery about different characters into one book. I have a couple of other books written. I haven't published them yet. They have their short story books that are based on the same type of thing. And this is mostly the sword and, sword and sorcery one is mostly about various different types of characters and what those characters are truly like. Like, for instance, a low-level uh, fighter would uh, be brand new at what he's doing and have no clue where to go find a job or any of that kind of stuff. So he'd go to the local adventuring bar and sit in there and try and find a job that way. And it'd be a, probably like with any job when you're the first or person on the thing and you're the lowest man on the totem pole, you're going to get the worst job there is. So and he, this one goes and gets a job in the sewers. So and, and then there's high-level adventures where I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Then there's high-level adventurers where you're talking about leaving this world and going into 
the hidden hells or the abyss and having to fight demons and devils. So it depends on what level you're at, what type of person you are, and what type of character you are. It could come up with all different kinds of things. My second book in uh, Sword and Sorcery, which hasn't come out yet, is going to be about creatures mostly other than human. Indeed. Before we start to say goodbye to each other with the wonderful author John Ricks uh, over the phone, R-I-C-K-S, can you tell us what are your next projects? What are your next um, ideas, the next things that you're working on? Well, right now I've got um, book number two in the Epic Adventures, Making of a Goddess. Is becoming out sometime this year, and I'm in the process of writing book number four for Freddie Anderson because in book number four we'll probably close out that series. So I, I want to get that done, but I want to make sure that it's done in such a way that people are pleased with the way it, it happened. So I'm I'm working really hard on trying to figure out exactly how I want to do that. And then I'm going to probably put out a couple of short story books and then book number three in uh, Epic Adventures. And and we can't wait to read about it. And I want you to know that we definitely support you. And we will be talking about uh, your, your books on a regular basis. And uh, I want you to know that this is your show. And you can definitely call us anytime. And we love what you're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is David Cerebra. I had the honor to have over the phone a very, very talented author. His name is John Ricks, R-I-C-K-S. Please check him out on Amazon. You can purchase his books on all the different formats, Kindle edition, etc. Uh, he has released his most recent book called Making of a God, Epic Adventures, book one. When you're going to just see the cover of the book, you're going to be like, oh, I want to read it. <laughs> but this is really, really a wonderful, wonderful author with beautiful stories. And, and if you like the science fiction genre like I do, you definitely going to purchase them all at once. More music to come right now on iHeartRadio. Stay tuned. 